This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Connor. My name is Caleb. And we just switched up the beginning of... Yes, we did. Just because. Just for you. We know that you were getting really bored with that intro, so we decided to, you know, switch it just a little bit. I know that's probably mm-hmm. just as boring as last time, but... Yeah, we want you, you to know. hear... Instead of just blocking out the, you know, beginning, we want you to hear it again. So, because it's different this time, you're like, oh, wow. Right. And then it clicks in your head y- more. Your brain registers it uh, Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? Uh, <laughs> we are talking about controversial bands today. Ah, mm-hmm. that's a good idea. We're going to talk about Emery, Rise Against, and The Collection. Ooh, three bands that I like. Oh, really? Wow, so you chose well, Connie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right off the top of my head uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. I didn't have, I didn't, we didn't have any idea what oh, we were yeah. going to talk about until just now. Mm-hmm. We, we just planned that mm-hmm. now, like... We what? didn't plan that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be improv. Yeah. Improvising. Improvisation. What does that entail? Um, we are going to play a song from each of the bands that we think defines what they're about. And then pick them apart and give some more info on the band. And we're, I mean, we're just going to talk about them. See what they do right. See what they do wrong. Sounds good to me. You know, stuff like that. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna listen to one song that really clearly distillates what they're about, or uh-huh. dis- and distillates, distills oh. what they're about. Mm-hmm. Captures their essence. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. So we're gonna listen to what song by Emery? Listening to Freddie Mercury. That's a weird song name. I have no idea what the song title means, but the rest of the song is really good. So, All right. without further ado, listening to Freddie Mercury by Emery. <laughs> We're going to listen to listening to Freddie Mercury. Shut up it's and little, play the song. It's, it's meta Shut up there. and play the song. Every once in a while, I think I'm lying. Take it to the bank, I'll believe every word I say. This just isn't how. Then again, this is when you start your
so yeah, what do you think about it, Caleb? I, it definitely distills uh, what Emery's all about, and especially with their, you know, all their bad Christian stuff that they do, which is like their kind of like organization or whatever that they uh, they have a pod, a podcast and stuff and talk about theology and and you know what their take is on a lot of these Christian concepts and stuff like that, and it, that definitely distills what they are passionate about in Christianity and stuff like that. So that's basically their ministry, is you know, not only tearing down the whole do this, do that kind of church idea. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's basically what they live for is to mock that kind of Christian, um, that, that those kind of churches, mm-hmm. because that's the kind of churches they grew up in. Like um, one of them, I think the lead singer of that song, I, th- I think it's Matt. No, no. We'll put it in the line. His name is Toby. Yeah, but anyway, I, I can't I can't tell for sure who it is because they're singing voices. I can tell apart, but when they're talking on the podcast, I can't tell them apart because mm-hmm. they both have southern accents, which is really strange. Really thick southern accents. Yeah, they're really, really thick, and I can't tell the difference between them, and they never, like, announce their names like we do. They just kind of start going, and I'm mm-hmm. just like... They just start going. They just start going. <laughs> I just sit there like, who are you? And, like, so I know one of them is a worship pastor at a church and another one is a pastor at the church. And at the same church? Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I think it might be, I'm not sure if it's Matt and Toby, the singers. Mm-hmm. I know they have a pastor on the podcast who's not a part of the band. Uh, at least I think From that so. same church or from a different church? From from the same church. Like, that's that's what it is. Okay. And I think then one of them just isn't a part of that church. I mean, obviously goes to the church and is a part of the church, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't think he's a... You know, a pastor or anything in it. I think that's it, though. But I, I, I can't tell for sure because I can't. I don't understand when I listen to their podcast. But um, so that's that's interesting to me. Well, how do how do they handle going on tours when they're pastors? Well, yeah, which is yeah. <laughs> so that's why I think that um, the two lead singers, like one of them isn't a part of the church, and then the other guy is just the worship pastor. Mm-hmm. So it's okay for, you know, other people can... Okay, sure. Yeah. So, like, Jesse is the worship pastor at mm-hmm. our church. and uh, like, But he's, he's not always... Yeah. He's not like, necessarily He's probably half the time, so. yeah. you know, doing worship, so... Which is, you know, totally fine. He's, he just yeah. coordinates he's just, Yeah, he's in charge yeah. of it, so... Which is which is good, mm-hmm. so yeah. But, um... Yeah, so that's not only really cool, but, like... What were we going with that? That Christian, just talking about the distillation of what they believe in. Oh, yeah, like, they're, that's basically what they live for, is, like, they're they're against the other churches, like, you know what I mean? Like, Uh any church that says, do this, do that, if you're not doing this and doing that, you're not a Christian kind of a thing. They, like, that's what they talk about all the time on their podcast, is just fake Christians who are, who who do that kind of stuff and is like, you better do this, you better do that, or mm-hmm. you're going to hell, basically. I'll go ahead and link that and, podcast in the liner notes. By okay. Way. And uh, they that's what they do, or that's not what they do. That's how, and that's how they grew up, is a part of those churches. Like, um, and one of the, I think it was Toby, he was a part of a Baptist college. Hmm. And that's like, you know, how he went to school and stuff right. like that. And then once they got out of that, then they started up Emery and stuff. Oh, no, he was, yeah, no, Toby was writing those songs 
while he was in the college. Oh, in the college, huh? That's interesting. And he was asking his. Um, is this what 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 album is this from? Which two thousand five? The first one or second one? Second one. So the air conditioner just turned on. So uh, if you hear a fan in the background, I apologize, but there's we we've already moved once from a different room, and we have no other rooms to move to. So. Yeah. This is now the room of podcasting, and we'll have to remain the room of podcasting, despite the noise. But yeah, go ahead, Connor. So, we were we were talking about Emery, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Making sure. <laughs> we didn't start talking about another band yet. Yep, yeah, okay, that's good. But no, um, what, did, what did we leave off at? You just told their, their first album. They grew up at the church. Yeah, okay. The college. Mm-hmm. So the lead singer was writing songs in college at the time. Um, uh, you know, at the time he was in the college, and he was asking like the pastor there, or maybe one of his teachers. I wasn't sure, but he was asking the guy there, and he's like, you know, I'm writing songs. Do you have any advice for me? And um, like, you know, I write dark stuff. You know, it's all this, you know, very emotional kind of stuff like that. And he was like, oh no, good. Just keep, you know. Yeah, definitely write kind of stuff like that, but make sure that it always ends with Jesus wins kind of a thing. And he was like, no, that's, no, that's not okay. And he said that, no, that's not what music is to me, is I want to be able to write songs that end, you know, just as dark as they start. And it's not supposed to be, you know, a solution, but uh, um, empathy. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's that's definitely what they go for. That is really almost good all the time. of memory. It's it's not a, you, they don't necessarily provide a solution. They do. But they in, do provide empathy. They do in probably a third of their songs. That's is, why I said necessarily. Yeah, but most of the time they just put out empathy. It's just mm-hmm. it's songs about their lives and how they screwed up and why. Mm-hmm. And you know, and just the hurt and heartache that came from the mistakes. Instead of saying, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, here's how to not do this, not how to not do that. It's just like, this is what we did, this is what happened. Don't do this, kind of a thing. He doesn't actually, you know, not don't do this, just, you know, yeah. So, they became a band in 2000, I think it was. And they never, they came out with a first their first EP in 2002, which I've never actually heard a song from, because it's not actually on the market or anything mm-hmm. anymore, I don't think. Well, it's an EP. I'm yeah. sure you can get it on. Probably get it on Amazon or Amazon eBay or something. Or something. Yeah. But it's not like on Spotify or anything, so I haven't heard it. And well, then, it an actual CD? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I think so. I'm not well, sure, Well, it was though. made in 2002. It probably mm-hmm. was. Yeah. So then, 2004, they came out with their first full-length album called The Week's End, which is, you know, really good album. And then the next album they came out with is The Question, which is this, which is where this song came from, which was the next year. And that's probably the only song I would recommend listening to off of that album. The rest of it is really sketchy. And that's, which is really, which is really weird because this is like one of the really good Christian songs. And the rest of it is like very, uh, I don't know, like at least three songs I remember specifically listening to that were just very sexual. Not Mm. very sexual, but sexual. So it's just, it was weird. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about today is the controversial, you know, sides to Emery. The good things they do right, which is they empathize with people. Right. Definitely. Instead of telling them what to do, mm-hmm. which is very important, especially in today's um, 
culture with, or at least, I mean, it's always important. Mm -hmm. And I guess you could kind of go half and half with, you know, like all grace and mercy and then, you know, do this, do that kind of churches. Mm -hmm. So there's a need for both sides of it. Yeah. But yeah. So that's what Emory is about. They're, I mean, you can tell just from their organization, which is called Bad Christian, that um, like their, their tagline is um, Bad Christian, um, Great Savior kind of a thing. Ah. Uh, maybe it's Good Savior, something like that. That probably makes more sense. Yeah. And I think they wrote a book, too. I think they wrote a book I'm about sure it. they did. Which I kind of want to read. But yeah, so another thing that they... They, they put some weird things in their music that just doesn't make sense for them to put in there. But also, they um, they swear in their podcast. So, heads up there. Oh, yeah. They're totally fine with swearing. And they actually brag about it a couple of times. One of the podcast episodes, well, the only podcast episode I actually listened to, at one point, he, they were like, you know, we're probably the only... Um, ministry that actively uses the word F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they started laughing and stuff, and I was just like, how how immature can you get? Yeah. But, I mean, the rest of the podcast, they were talking about a lot of really cool stuff that the church needs to hear. Like, um, that the fact that just because someone doesn't go to a church doesn't mean they're not a Christian. That the important thing is that they have Christian fellowship. Right. And stuff like that, and they were talking about this one guy who, like, got his um what is the word for that he got his congregation to buy him an off-market jet mm -hmm. for like 500 million dollars so that he could preach the gospel faster air quotes yeah air quotes <laughs> and they 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 he got the jet and they talked about that so yay the oh, fan went off fan's gone yes <laughs> at least it's nice and cool in here now yeah it is but yeah so um that is Emery to a point. I don't know. To a T. To a T. There you go. I don't know what that means, but that's either. the saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, anything you'd like to add, Gil? Uh, no, I mean, uh, all that makes a lot of sense. I would, I would actually say one thing about the Congre uh, not going to a church thing real quick. There's something I thought about. I don't think it's necessarily that you need Christian fellowship per se. It's just that, I mean, that's, that's obviously important, but I think there may be a little bit more than just Christian fellowship being involved. Well, that too, but I'm talking oh. beyond that. I'm talking about oh, okay. um, being involved, being involved in the, the church as a whole, like a, as a, as the world church, you know what I mean? Like, like doing your job. Yeah. I mean, actively like inter interacting with other believers outside of your own Christian fellowship circle like even with people who actually go to a big church, you should you should be interacting with other believers outside of your own denomination or sphere of influence and talking to them about theology and and you know working side by side with them to do ministry and stuff like that because I mean that's 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 what we should be doing. We shouldn't yeah. be isolating ourselves from other Christians. Yeah. Um. Even if oh, we do yeah, somewhat disagree with what they mm -hmm. what some of their beliefs are. And uh, to clarify on the whole swearing thing, I mean I think. I'm almost positive that they never really given a reason, but I'm almost positive that the reason they swear is to let people's guard down so that people who, um, who are coming here and they're like, Oh, this is just religious crap. People who aren't Christians listening to the podcast will feel, um, 
that, that that's very disarming. If they're just cussing away, not they don't they don't cuss away, but they just <laughs> that they're comfortable with using foul language. I feel like that's why they do it is so that people who are listening to it are like, oh, you know, these guys aren't all churchy churchy, and that's very intriguing. I think you could do that in a lot better ways. Than you could no, I, I'm, I'm yeah, definitely. Because yeah, I know you weren't disagreeing with yeah. me. Yeah, there are very a few very specific times in the Bible that says do not use foul language. Mm-hmm. And if our society calls these words foul language, if these are what these words mean, yeah, and they are defined as things that are foul. Yeah, it's it's not things that define that, that like the society doesn't define swear words. It, it just depends on what the word means. Mm-hmm. And so it's the English language's fault. And, and really, so we sh- we should be going around saying other words that mean the same thing yeah. that aren't necessarily considered swear words, which mm-hmm. I, I agree with. And we we've had this conversation with other people and with ourselves a lot about just swearing in general. We might have a more detailed discussion of it on this podcast at some point. I would like to actually talk about swearing in novels at yeah. some point. That would be a fun thing to do. I, I was just listening to the back episodes and I realized that's what I said like at the first episode that we were going to talk about that. Oh, really? And it's been 14 episodes now and oh, we wow. haven't talked about it yet. Huh. Um, we'll probably do that at some point. We still need to do the Star Wars episode though. Uh, and we should mm-hmm. do that like next week or something. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much That's Emery. wraps up Emery. So, yeah, I mean, what we're saying is Emery does have a lot of really good points about things that the, the church should be paying attention to and that we need to be paying more attention to empathizing with people than telling them what to do, um, especially non-Christians. Um, but no, only with non-Christians. Like, yeah. Like, with, with Christians... No, but you should... Well, you should empathize you should with empathize them as well, as well. yeah. Yeah, but... That's what we're supposed to be doing is telling other Christians what to do, air but, quotes. But not necessarily, like, in the in that context, it's telling them what God says to do. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Telling, telling, reminding all of us that what we should be doing. Yeah. Like how Paul calls out Christians mm-hmm. in the Bible. That's that's what we should be doing. Yep. And he empathizes with them as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do both of those at the same time. Yeah. But you're only supposed to empathize with non-believers. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be telling them what to do. You should be sharing the gospel with them and s- saying you are in sin and you need to be freed of this because they need to know that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. But you shouldn't be saying you can't do that and you can't do this because this because they're not a Christian. You yeah. Can't, you can't do that to them. I just tweeted last night. I was thinking about this exact topic actually and said uh, – basically my mind now has, tra- has been trained to think in semi-pithy statements that I can tweet – uh-huh. And so when I have to just think about things, I'll just I'll uh, distill what I was thinking about that whole concept into a tweet. No matter no matter how if I actually tweet it or not, I just always do that for some reason now. Mm. Um, but for that little concept, I was I said uh, uh, our job as Christians is not to make good people or bad people good. It's to tell them that Jesus can make dead people alive. That's propaganda, isn't it? No. Oh, I thought it was. No, that's I I, I oh, that's that I one referenced guy, right? that from uh, uh, that's the, the, other guy. the spokesman by yeah. Dear Son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his his quote there is uh, he's speaking as Jesus. I didn't come to make bad men good. I came to make dead men live. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know how we got talking about the spokesperson or spokesman. Spokesman. <laughs> spokesperson. I don't know because they're really good too. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to link that in the liner notes because I like it. Okay. All right. Well, what band are we talk about next? Rise Against. Ooh, I love them. They're definitely not Christians, though. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely not. <gasps> definitely. Wait. 
Christian artists. We're a Christian podcast, right? Wait a second. We are Christians and we listen to secular music? Oh my gosh. What is wrong with us? I don't know. We better maybe we better look deep in ourselves maybe, and wonder if we're actually ha- maybe have we're, salvation. We're human beings. Maybe Whoa. maybe we don't always surround ourselves with Christianese things. So then we'll never actually get open. We'll never actually be open-minded about anything. Oh well. Empathize. <laughs> How was one empathize without knowing the feelings of another person? Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, what song are we listen to? All right, what song are we listening to? Oh, a gentleman's oh, coup. I, I ask you these questions and I expect you to know the answers, and you never do. I forgot. All right, so we are listening to a gentleman's coup by Rise Against. This song really gets across exactly what Rise Against is all about, and their political views, and uh, just what they're passionate about. So yeah, without further ado, here's a gentleman's coup by Rise Against. <laughs>
enough. Flamio Hopman. Flamio. <laughs> Appreciate, brother. Even though you're not a Christian. Yeah. But if he was a Christian, he'd be a really cool Christian. He would be the greatest Christian. No. No. <laughs> but he would be pretty darn close. I mean, pretty close. Sorry about that language there. <laughs> that song really captures Rise Against Passion. They want change. That's what they're calling for in America. And we want change too. Yeah. But just in a different way. Just in a different way. That's one of the things that frustrates me about Rise Against is that they're so passionate and, and out there and, and being politically active um, in in the way that we should be as Christians doing it. Like they always are talking about how America is going to get, like what their end game mm-hmm. is going to be, how America's end game is going to be if they continue down this road. And then they say, that, and, and they're still okay with like revolution, stuff like that. Those are two things specifically that we don't do. And just be pl- being politically active is mm-hmm. something Christians don't do either. Or just being active in general. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, some people are active, just not politically active, which is a problem. Because, you know, politics. That's important. Yep. It's important if you want to, you know... Change. Have actual change in America. Yeah. What's that verse that says... Was it, was it Romans 13? I think it's Romans 13. That says to, you know, be a part of your... It's talking about... Uh, yeah, like to vote and stuff like that? Well, it, Romans 13 is talking about all about governments, just uh-huh. in general. Like, it's probably in there, yeah. I think it's in there. It, it, I know it talks about being a th- uh, submissive to the government. Yeah. But there's a specific verse in Romans. I'm positive, I think. Pretty sure in Romans there's a verse that specifically says, you know, like, be a part of your government. Be a part of politics. Try to change things mm-hmm. in your yeah. in your government. There's also so. multiple verses that talk about you know, do don't or refuse to do wrong if the law of the land or if the law of God supersedes the law of the land, yeah. but um, you know, follow the law of the land otherwise. Uh-huh. So for those of those Christians who don't vote, what are you doing? <laughs> Why was that? doing anything you're not that's that's the point you're not voting which is not doing something which is something important so you should not do that anymore should not not do that anymore. yeah not not do that well connor you did just talk about rise against being okay with revolution and that we as christians should be okay with revolution but then reference romans 13 which talks about um governing you know have respect for governing authorities and we will get to that in a future podcast in a future podcast because we don't have time to talk about that now um, or else we need podcast, to be doing more research anyway. Yeah. So, and this this podcast will probably be like an hour and a half long. Yeah, that would if be we annoying. did do that. So, it's it's another topic. So we're just gonna go with it. All right. So, what else about Rise Against can we talk? What kind of things do they stand for? Well, they stand against neutrality. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of their lines and another one of their awesome songs that also defines them. Um, he says. Neutrality means that you don't really care. Because the struggle goes on even when you're not there. A lot. Alone and unaware. When you're not there. Blind and Blind unaware. and unaware. Yep. Yeah. I, I knew that wasn't the right line. I was trying to think of it. Blind and unaware. Yep. So, I mean, if these guys were Christians, and the way they go about stuff like that, the way they say things, like neutrality means you don't really care, that that's so true. Mm-hmm. And the way they stand up against what they believe is wrong is just so biblical. And But they're not Christians. They're standing up against, uh, like, you know, religion, mostly. 
Yeah. And stuff like that. And um, Which, I mean, to be honest, that's what Jesus stood up against yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> a fair point. See, I just, I really want just like 10 minutes yeah. with Rise Against. Be like, hey, buddy, with did you know that Jesus hates religion? And like, that's what he came, and he was just always arguing with the religious leaders. Yep. And that would perk his interest. And he'd be like, oh, I wonder what this idiot's talking about. And, you know, we just... We just talk. And, and the air conditioning <laughs> is back on again. <laughs> so I, I think we're just so hot. We're on yeah. fire for Jesus here, guys. Oh. This podcast is on fire. But, yeah, if I if I was able to have a, um, a legit talk with Tim McGrath, I think I You think, think you can convert logical. him to Chris- Christianity? Well, I mean, it's not that um, ignorant to say... That maybe he's never actually heard an actual, like, presentation of the actual gospel. The actual gospel. Like, he's, yeah. he's probably heard tons of stuff about religion. I know he has, mm-hmm. especially Christianity. Like, um, people live here. Yeah. He specifically speaks out against religion. And one of the lines is um, something about... Uh, the blood uh, drips from blood all your crosses. from all your crosses. Yeah. I mean, that's true for, you know, um, religion. Religion has been the cause of a lot of yeah. bad, uh, death and suffering. I mean, that's basically all it is. It's just a power-hungry struggle. Yeah, Religion is just a, a tool. But yeah, so... and Like, if he was just on our side, he, <laughs> he would have such... He has such a strong voice in the country yeah. already that, like, when people... Like, when he writes a song and he plays it, people listen to him. People really listen to that band. And, like, I believe that he's been uh, the cause of a lot of change in America. Not very good change, but I believe he's, he's you know, not the direct cause, but I believe that he's done he's a... He's definitely been yeah. a voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, uh, their, their band supported Obama. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a... Um, Whole big campaign thing. Yeah. So, I mean, Obama's still president. Yeah. That was in 2008, so. So, yeah, I mean, like, they, they speak out against a lot of stuff that they should as well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if, if they were just Christians. Yeah. What's some, what's some of the stuff they stand for that we don't agree with? Um, they stand for homosexuality. Okay. Um, they stand for swearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very vulgar swearing. Yes. That's another thing. Uh, keep in mind when you, if if you ever decide to listen to some Rise Against, uh, most of their songs are really clean. Most of their songs, but then there's always that one song on an album that has the F word in it for no reason whatsoever. Well, to to convey passion. Yeah, but there's better ways to do yes, that. Yes, but not in his mind. No, of course. They stand for a lot of environmental. Um, friendly uh, yeah. stuff, and and I agree with that to some extent, but I think they take it a little bit too far. Yeah, they do. Um, they're huge against animal cruelty, mm-hmm. and the entire band is vegetarian. Which so, is kind of cool. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I'm not against that. Yeah. I'm not against vegetarianism. I think they're all vegans, actually. Which means they don't eat fish, and they don't eat like they're, they're even more extreme. They won't. They won't eat anything that has. No to do with animals whatsoever. They will not yeah. consume it. So anything made with, like, animal fat or anything. Oh, wow. That's cool. They eat it. That, see, they're legit then. Yeah. I, I respect that way more than, you know, just normal, your normal vegans. Like, they... they normal vegetarian. Oh, whatever. Yeah. They're legit about that. See, that even that, they, they go all in with they things. They go all in with it. They're not... Yeah. They, they don't believe in, in any gray areas. Everything to them is black and white. Mm-hmm. And that's how you should go about things. 
Which we've talked about before. We have. On the seventh episode. Uh-huh. We just listened to it last night. Uh, that's weird. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rise Against has a lot of really good stuff to say about social change. Um, yep. And just talking about, you know, how we should be, how the government should be less involved <laughs> and, like... Like, more freedom. More I mean, freedom that's and That's basically less, what he's talking about. Less, uh... Less everything the government does. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> basically. Which is... Yep. <laughs> Which is yep. Which is yep. Uh, and, I know they're really for, um... I already said that. One thing I'm interested to know about them is whether or not they're for... Or abortion. against abortion. Uh-huh. Because I've never been able to find a definite answer to that on the internet. Well, they supported um, Obama. They I know. They, Obama. they supported Obama, but, I mean, there there were only really two options in that presidential election. And I know they wouldn't have voted for yeah. um, John McCain in that first in that 2008 one. What was the difference? I don't remember. Republican and Democrat. I mean, it's a completely different viewpoints. So everything they rise against would be... Most things they rise against would be for... They'd, John yeah. McCain was against. Yeah, okay. And even if they were for or against abortion, per se. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm wondering. Because, like, from the sound of their... Historia Calamitatum. Yeah, her Historia Calamitatum. Oh, Calamitatum? Are you sure? Calamitatum. I don't Cal- actually know Cal- how to Calamitatum? pronounce that. Calamitatum. I don't know. It's it's Latin. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Trevor, how do you pronounce <laughs> that? <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, in that song... He hints at talking about abortion. He talks about, uh, he says, a child unborn. It's like a, a, it's like a rose and thorn. Like a rose and thorn. Uh, like a child unborn. unborn. A child unborn. It's a coin we're tossing into the wind. Mm-hmm. It's, mis- it's, misfortune. it's misfortune that we could not foretell. It's a dry spell. Mm-hmm. When it rains, it pulls light summer storms. Skies as gray as these. Anyway. Rivers fly the banks, spell into the streets. You just sang the harmony when I wasn't singing the melody. That probably sounded weird. Anyway. Yeah, so I, I'll be interested to know that. I I, don't, I haven't been able to find anything on the internet yeah. for one side or the other. I mean, you think they would just post something like that, be like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're against abortion. Maybe they don't have a stance. Yeah, I mean, and that's okay. I mean, for for them, I mean, not, yeah. not for Christians, but like, I would much rather have them not have a stance on it than... You know, be the other way around. So you'd rather be they be lukewarm mm-hmm. than cold, ne- neutral, neutral ground. That makes no sense. Uh-huh. Well, but I, <laughs> I'd I, rather they yes. be inconsistent with yes. the rest of their lives. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, I think they don't have a stance on that because it's a women's thing, mm. and that would be something I would sort of respect. Not really. No, <laughs> it's a human life issue. Yeah, actually, to be fair, they're probably for it because they're not saying anything about it. You know what I mean? Maybe. I wonder what they had to say about the, the most recent thing, about the abortion mm-hmm. body parts. The body parts. The horrible sold, ordeal. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, if you want to, go ahead and give Rise Against a listen. There's a lot of good music there, but as always, be careful when you're consuming new music. Yep. And uh, there's probably some songs you wouldn't agree with and uh, some songs that are kind of vulgar, so...
but not like super vulgar or anything. Most of their content that they actually talk about is completely fine. Oh, yeah. And there's, um, but just <laughs> I had once no in a while, problem with any word. of the, yeah. even with the songs that had swearing in it, mm-hmm. I had no problem with what they were talking about. Yeah. Like those are some of my favorite songs actually lyric wise. Like they, they have, those are the like stand up now kind of songs. Mm-hmm. And then they just throw an F word near the end. And yeah. it's like, did you really have to do that? <laughs> nope. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> But that yeah. is something I really respect about Rise Against. It's just that they all, mo- pretty much all of their music is just music. No, no, no. It's uh, it's uh, eloquent. It's oh yeah, talking about things in a in a in a very mature fashion yeah. rather than a lot of music nowadays. Just like oh yeah, at this I slept around with a bunch of people and yeah, I'm an idiot. Oh yeah, you know what That's I mean? The like, most accurate. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that was the most accurate impression I've ever seen. Yeah, but like literally, that's all pop music nowadays. But the Rise Against has a very mature understanding of the world and just like they they talk about things in a very eloquent and like poetic fashion. They don't have to just, you know, throw out swear words all the time or. That's probably um, because they're, they're, they don't eat meat. And with like chemicals, (laughs) they're like super healthy. So their brains are clear. Their brains are more developed. Yes. I'd believe Their that. minds are clear. That's <laughs> yeah. That's probably why. But so yeah. it'd be super easy to get them to be to convert to Christianity, <laughs> Caleb. See? <laughs> ten minutes. Give me ten minutes. We should go to a Rise Against concert sometime. We now. should. I just kind of want to go to more concerts now because I went to that Outer Studio concert. So it was good. I, I, to be fair, I really just want to know what they're all about. And I feel like if I went to a concert, they would explain more about what they're about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already know what they're about, but like... I want to know more about them because they're just so great. You said about like seven times. About, 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 about. About of what? About. Tennis? About. Racquetball? About. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh, but Rise Against has extremely good lyrics. Like, pretty much any one, like, sentence from any of their songs is... You can tweet worthy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it's, it's something you can just post to social uh-huh. media and it's really poetic and awesome. Yeah, even like their... It's their, quotable. It's extremely quotable. Even like their um, really early albums. Not their first album because their first album was just weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> his voice was like a much, preteen's yeah. voice. But uh, like even like their 2003, 2004 albums, which is like some of their stuff that really got them out there. Their lyrics are just that good still. Like, they're... And, oh, it's just so good. I definitely like their their more, uh... Oh, no, wait a second. What? There is a line that that's, that definitely says that they're against abortion. What? Um, um, Blood, Red, White, and Blue. Would God bless the murder of the innocent? That... I'm sure that's not talking about... But it could abortion. be, Caleb. It, <laughs> it could, could be. be. I'm, but that's the thing. They're, they're talking a lot about, uh... Social injustice, like racial injustice and stuff like that, and yeah. Uh, wars. Yeah. Wars is probably what they're really talking probably. about. Probably. Yeah. But. They're very there's, anti-war. There's that slight chance, though, <laughs> that they're talking about abortion. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. were uh, against abortion. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Especially because it, it would make sense for them to keep quiet America. about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's actually That would be one. something that they would probably keep Because most about. of their audience is very liberal. Yeah. That'd be a like a smart marketing technique to not say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. 
Yeah, anyway. Interesting. He seems to be, like, the Tim McGarrett seems to be a really cool father, too. Like, he he seems to, you know, actually spend time with his kid, so. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, our last band is uh, The Collection. And this is a band that I'm a lot more familiar with than Connor is. Um, it's one I've been listening to for several years now. Um, they came up with a... It's a band like with a lot of different members. Um, the the main singer and songwriter is uh, David Wimbish, and he's really cool. He's actually the pastor of a church where he lives. Um, I believe it's a Baptist church. Um, I don't remember specifically though, but it's oh it's Baptist a, church. It's like in uh, North Carolina. North Carolina Baptist <laughs> Church. Oh man! <laughs> but yeah, he it's just actually really cool because he's like a pastor of a church. I didn't know that, but like. David Wimbish is really, really good at songwriting. Um, he has a lot of really good stuff to say and uh, also very quotable lyrics. Um, and it's it, the, the band is very... Uh, you know what I just realized? We didn't talk anything about the actual genres of the bands they were. But, I mean, I guess they got that from the song. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. If you didn't, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't insult the listeners. Oh, too late. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the collection is very, very folk. Um, it's... Uh, like indie folk. I, I don't think they need a warning for Rides Against and Emery, though. They need a warning for the collection because they're strange. That's very they're true. They're very strange sounding. Yeah. Uh, th- that's that's one of the things that I like about them, though. I, 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 if you know anything about me by now, by listening to this podcast, is you know that I like very unique things in art, um, just different takes on stuff, and the collection definitely provides that. There's a lot of different instrumentation going on. There's a didgeridoo in one of their songs, guys. It's, like, really cool. Ooh. It, it sounds really cool. Didgeridoo. Yeah. Ooh. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different instrumentation going on. Just very, very good music um, happening, and the, the strings are beautiful. And if you know me, also, uh, you know that I, I I'm a sucker for strings. Um, not, no, you could just play the song. I, I could just play the song. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, the collection, awesome band. They're they're definitely Christians. Um, this, uh, I think they're probably the most Christian of the three bands we're talking about today. To be fair. For the one podcast I listened to of a bad Christian, they were pretty, like, they, they were really dead on. Like, really dead on. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't necessarily mean they're actually Christians, though. Yeah, I but, guess it's not really, and we can say either way. There's probably a tie yeah. between Emory and, and the collection. Yeah, I think oh. it would be. There's probably a tie between the collection and Emory. I think it would be. I, I don't know. Like, stop hitting the mic. Sorry. You, just, you say that to me. <laughs> Like Hanging forward. At first, just like looking at the the song titles for Emery and um, hearing how hard they are, I was like, oh, they can't be Christians. That's just weird. <laughs> and then I listened to their music and the lyrics, and I was just like, these guys are the greatest. And then there'd be that one song that kind of throws you off, you know? But then listening to that one podcast, I just, you could just tell. Like they had something more going on than then it would be for you just listening to some, you know, just to be listening to a lukewarm Christian. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. I think you could tell. They were really serious about their faith. I mean, to devote over 100 episodes, each an hour and a half-ish long, on a podcast, it, like, that's all about Christianity all the time, and then just their just other artists and music and stuff like that, like, that's... I don't think a lukewarm Christian would do that. You know what I mean? Mm, 
but didn't they cast out demons in your name and and do all these perform all these miracles in your name? And you I, Jesus would say, I never knew you. You win. Yeah, but I don't yeah, think it's. You, I think I just think you can tell. I think most of the time you can tell if you know them well enough. Yeah. But not if you're just looking at it from the outside. I don't think you can. But really if you're tell. listening to it on the inside. Yeah. So sure, they're Christians. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna. We make can't a say any, we, we can't say either way. I just, really. I just have a good feeling about it. You know. Anyway, yeah. After that little uh, thing, I'll go ahead and play. Uh, oh yeah, the, the actual song we're going to listen to by the collection, which I feel sums up a lot of their uh, their views on things, is called uh, "Garden" from their album "Ars Moriendi," which is one of the best pieces of music that I've ever heard in my life. So yeah, here we go, "Garden."
right, what do you think about that song, Connor, since you're the newcomer here? Pretty good. Mm -hmm. It insinuated a couple things that I would disagree with. Mm Mm-hmm. But because it only insinuated, I can't really argue with it. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the the things I I absolutely love the collection a lot. Like and pretty much everything I've ever said in their songs, I agree with to some extent. But I think one of the issues I have with this song and are this uh, the artist and why we're putting it in here with controversial bands is just because the only thing they really ever talk about is the what I would consider the you know the grace mercy side of Christianity. Um they don't really talk anything about you know um you know Jesus castigating people or you know um judging your fellow you know Christian brothers in Christ. It's, it's just talking about you know we need to love everybody and don't be uh a jerk. Don't be a jerk <laughs> and all that stuff, which is all great stuff and it is a Christian all of them are very, very Christian themes, but they, they only have really show one side of it. And you have to show both sides yeah. in order to get the full mm-hmm. um, idea of what Christianity is in these areas. Exactly. And so uh, what are the lines specifically in that song um, is... Uh, when, when he kills Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right. When he, he, I shot a man in Afghanistan. He was bleeding on me. And he said his name, his name was Jesus and he never had an army. Um, he had an at, army... As he took I a final breath, as he took a final his final breath, um, he's the one thing he thought he thought he'd tell me is it's better to die for nothing than to kill just for your country. And take off the word "just" there, and I would be like, "That's a dumb line, like a really dumb line." But you know it, I mean? it, it does say "just" though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's he like he. Uh, I feel like he's specific because he know if he didn't. He wasn't that specific that people would, you know, hate him for it. Well, that's that's what we should be though. We should make make be making sure that we're specific enough yeah, so no, people don't yeah, I know, hate but you I feel unnecessarily. Like he, but I feel like he insinuated that. Like it sounds like he's gonna say that both times. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's gonna say something stupid both times, like back to back. So I feel like he's kind of hinting at that by not saying it. He's kind of like, "This is what I believe," but if I said this, you would disagree with me. So I'm just not gonna say it. Like that's that's. I what don't it think that's me. what I don't, doing, I don't think it but... is either. But that that's just what it came off to me at first. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you said, the whole it's better to die for. That's your exactly country. the same reaction I had when I first heard it. So it's just like, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. And and as again, uh, I agree with every single lyric in this song. It's just. Uh, the it's collection, very close to saying exactly something different. the the collection has a a, a habit of. Um, saying things in a way that excludes the other sides of side of things even though I, and, and it, it, they always insinuate that this is all there is rather than yeah you know well if you don't say anything else you're obviously exactly. insinuating the other thing which i mean on one hand it'd be like okay that's the thing they tried decided to focus on for their music but nah. you know i i would disagree with that no. you know like even Emery does both sides of that, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure that at some point they've done something like that. I, I can't remember off the top but, of my head, but mo- pretty much most of the yeah. time they're always talking about, you know, grace and mercy, and and which is all great. I mean, it's all true. It's just they make it very obvious that they wouldn't agree with most of our theology. Yeah, <laughs> no, not most of our theology. Most of God's word. Not most of God's word. Okay, well, 
the, the, but the that's our theology, portion. Caleb. Yeah. Is the Bible? So you can't. <laughs> we can't. We don't claim our theology. We claim God's authority. That's a really good line. I'm gonna tweet that. Uh, yeah. So one of the very opening lines, um, you know, he's talking about. I had a garden, and uh, I, um, I planted a garden filled with things that turned out rotten. Um, it basically talks about that. That's the concept of the first yeah. couple lines, and then he goes, "Well, I mean, that that's referencing like you know them by your by their fruit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so he's talking about how you know his life isn't going the way he thought it was. You know, all this stuff. I plan. I tried to do this thing, and it didn't work out. And then the line is, maybe they'd all love me more." if I sounded really sad. And I love that line because it totally describes a lot of Christians who whine and, well, I say, I do Christians in air quotes, who, who are always just whining and talking about how horrible their life is and, and being like, oh, but my life, like, uh, drama queens, you know what I mean? There's just drama queens. They're always talking about like prayer, different prayer requests that you can pray for them uh-huh. about. She's like, oh, there's just a heaviness upon my heart right now. You know what I mean? Like those kind of people who are just, using the Christian lingo to try to get attention. Those people really annoy me. And <laughs> that um, that line really just tells them off. And I like that about... Yeah. I, I, that is one thing I do like about the collection. They tell people off, just not in the same way that and, and, and Maria Rise Against would. They're kind of passive-aggressive about it. They're like, mm-hmm. they're talking from the point of view of the people and saying... And, and kind of pointing out subtly that this is ridiculous. Why are you thinking like that? But Yeah, but they, they say it in a way where they still save face. That's mm-hmm. not the point. No, I, I kind of like the way they do it, to be honest. Uh, like, I, No, I, I like that line, yeah. those lines, but being passive-aggressive is terrible. In, like, For the most part, cases. yes. <laughs> not, not every single case you could possibly I wouldn't say. Of, I wouldn't say that necessarily but... song, singing songs. Would oh, okay. Count as one I guess, you know what sure, I mean? Like, but... If you're, if you're are... actually talking to someone, you should never be passive-aggressive yeah. towards them. That's just annoying. But, it, uh, it, like, a lot of times in humor, that's what all it is. It's just mm-hmm. being passive-aggressive. And that, that gets people's attentions. So the song is a joke? Oh, sorry. Sure. <laughs> oh. What do you actually think about the collection, Connor, in terms of music, lyrics, all that stuff? Um, I think his voice, like, his voice doesn't hurt my ears. <laughs> like Ryan O'Neill's yeah. does. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's a plus. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't sound bad. It's not really something I would listen to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I, I think I, it's I a bit more happy, a bit. more happy in style than you yeah, you like for sure, mm-hmm. definitely. But like, like I don't. I it it's something I w- I would listen to, but not like even close to sort of like mm-hmm. maybe. I I think I might send you a few songs once in a like. eclipse. <laughs> it's gonna go once in once a moon, in, once in a blue moon. Yeah, but no, more like once in an eclipse. I would listen to it or something like that. And but I really like the girl's voice. The girl's voice is really good. Oh. I didn't like the guy's voice too much though. I like the guy's voice better than the girl's voice actually. Really? I kind of find the girl's voice annoying. Really? That's his wife, by the way. Huh. One of the things that I do actually like about the collection, though, as you were, as I was just saying, the happy factor or whatever. It's actually very interesting because pretty much. Most well, okay, I was gonna say pretty much all, but most of their songs, most of their songs are happy in like tone, but they're not always talking about happy topics. And it's a very interesting way of of sounding joyful, kind of a thing, even when they're talking about like really hard things. Like it's just a very kind of like uplifting kind of like 
flying kind of sensation with their music. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, a lightness to all of their music, even when they're talking about hard things. And I kind of enjoy that at some points. I find that very disturbing. Like when It's I listen, interesting. Yeah. But that's the th- kind of thing that I like in music yeah. is very unique things like that. Like, I understand what you're saying, but music is how emotions sound. So that, like, I'm trying to let it stir me mm-hmm. and let it, like, the music... Um, control my emotions but it just that that kind of style right, right. just like disturbs my soul you know what i mean sure, yeah like, and, and to be legit. honest the ones the, the the songs that they write that get me the most are the ones that do sound like the emotion they're trying yeah. to get across like uh my, my, two of my favorite songs are the younger one which is talking about um like talking about a girl and uh as soon as like just a girl who's had a lot of hard things happen in her life and, you know, it's the, the lyric about um, so, uh, heaven comes in waves. Sometimes you're drowning, sometimes you're saved, but it always feels like swimming either way. That whole song is very, like, not dark, but, like, heavy and, like, okay. this girl is going through so much and here we're just trying to empathize with you. That's a, that's a really good song for that. And then also Hope Remains is probably my favorite song by them. And it's... It's uh, heavy in the places it should be heavy, talking about, like, this person's life that I've messed up so much. And then when when it goes back to the hope remains part, it's, it's the lightness comes back. It's really cool. Hmm. I actually think you would really like that song. I'm going to send you that one. Hope Remains. But also, since we're on the topic of um, how the song, like, sets the theme, mm-hmm. um, I actually noticed this... Uh, Probably like a couple days ago, maybe a few weeks ago, but no, no, I think it was like yesterday or something like that. I was listening to the song Scissors by Emery, and the music and the lyrics fit so perfectly when he really thought about it, and the song is about a Christian wanting to live for God, and his, uh, uh, the girl, his like girlfriend or something like that, who was like kind of, um, like leading him in his in his walk with Christ. It's kind of like basically she was kind of like she was the spiritual one yeah, of the two of them. Basically. And was saying all these things and he was kind of going into like a rut. I'm I'm kind of making assumptions about the the lyrics. Like the lyrics is like while this Are is happening. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like making assumptions of how the story would be before this. Before like the song happens. It's kind of like she was helping him through all of this. Helping and like, stupid fan, <laughs> helping him through um, stuff and like they were both just going through some hard times kind of a thing, and she ends up in a hospital room. That's all it says, and he's like, "Now what do I do?" Kind of a thing, and uh, the rest of it is basically him going insane, and the ending is a screamo rant of him saying. I um I want to you know nothing compares to God. He's just screaming at himself like nothing compares to God, like God is awesome kind of a thing, and the music is like kind of clown music in the on the background. So it's it's basically like him going you mean in like the the, the weird carnival music. yeah like yeah carnival style like yeah that's yeah that's a carnival would be a better yes. description yes, than the clown music, <laughs> but yeah, it it sounds the like inter- he's, like entertainment for Rise Again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It sounds like that, and then a screamo. So it sounds like he's going insane, but he's still trying to make himself be a Christian. You know what I mean? 
And I just, oh, I found that so interesting when I caught that. Like, I always thought the lyrics were really cool, and I knew that he was, it was about someone going insane. But then I really listened to the ending lyrics about how they were so Christian-oriented that it just, ah, uh, it was very, like, I don't know. It's weird, man. Mm -hmm. It's trippy. <laughs> Definitely trippy. All right, yeah. But uh, as I just said, the, the main reason we're talking about Collection as a controversial band is just because uh, we're, we're talking about controversial in terms of we don't agree with them. <laughs> Um, yeah. Not necessarily, though I'm sure Emory and Rise Against are both controversial bands in most other people's eyes as well. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I thought we, that's their, what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely recommend checking out the collection. Uh, on our, the, they had Ars Moriendi as a free download a few months ago on Noise Trade. Um, I mean, in, they don't do it anymore, obviously, so I don't know why I'm telling you this, but... Um, they do have a sampler of uh, some some select songs from that album. That album is like literally one of my favorite albums of the, of all time, like top ten. Um, and I've listened to a lot of albums, but just the whole thing, all the way through, there was literally only one song that I didn't like have a thumbs up for on my Google Play or whatever. And it's not even that I didn't like not like the song it's just that it wasn't it was just kind of like wasn't up to par it, with the rest of the album. it wasn't up to par with the rest of the album because the rest of the album is so good it, it's it's fantastic so i totally recommend uh listening to that but always keep it up in mind when you're listening to any lyrics check cross references with the bible don't just take an artist's word for it um and don't take our word for it either um I'm, i sound like uh reading rainbow right now but <laughs> But Reading yeah. Rainbow. Read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> that should be uh, our jingle. Read your Bible. Do it again. Read your Bible. <laughs> Dude, if we were if we had a black choir. Read your Bible. Acapella, man. <laughs> psych reference. Yep, we psych. always have those. It's not a psych reference. Psych, it is a psych reference. All right, well, that's it for the artist portion here. I think we have a few questions to answer before we're done, though. So let's hop on over to Facebook and see what those questions are. Well, that was really creepy. It was supposed to be. Dude, we should do a, like a mail time section, too. We should have people send us in mail. Mail time, then mail we could time, do that. mail time. We could totally do that, then. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have two questions here on Facebook. Uh, remember, um, whenever you see uh, us post on Facebook, I usually post on my personal profile, but go ahead and shoot us a question so we can answer it on the podcast because we pretty much will answer it on the podcast unless it's like a really stupid question or like really controversial and we don't have time to get into it. Um, yeah, Seth Birchfield asks, who is the better RTS player? This could actually qualify under a stupid question, but we're going to answer it anyway. <laughs> no, this, is a, this is a fun question. This is just a, oh, a yeah, question to, a get, to question. get to know us better. Yeah, it's a fun question, but everybody knows, Gib. No, Everybody knows. No one knows. Gib, everybody knows. Hey, the fan turned off. Yay. Yeah. I'm definitely not only the best RTS player, but I'm also the most humble <laughs> of the two. So... <laughs> Just to throw that extra bit out there. Just in case you didn't know what an RTS is, it's a real-time strategy game. 
Um, and so that would be like Rome Total War or I mean, any of the Total War games, if you're familiar with those. Or uh, our, one of our favorites is Battle for Middle Earth. That's a good one. Uh, but basically, you know, it's just a real-time strategy game. There's things happening in real time, and it's a strategy. Yeah, there's a lot of strategy to it. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's like a war game, but I think there's more than that. Like, uh, I does like what SimCity count as a real-time strategy game? No, it's a city. Mid- oh, because it had to be against someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So RTS is almost always a war. <laughs> Most of the time, yes. I'm sure. That, I'm sure there could be other kind of like I'm thinking like a Ticket to Ride. If it was like a real time might be oh, considered a okay. real-time strategy game, even though it's a board game. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got you. There's probably other things that aren't about violence that yeah. are real-time strategy games. But violence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was weird. That was also a joke, just just in case you guys were wondering. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I, Connor's definitely the better uh, player of RTSs. Um, I'm. He's probably the better video game player overall um, which isn't necessarily a good compliment <laughs> but yeah just naturally though i think just... a lot of it you just you just do it more than i do yeah but at the same time at the same time you're just also naturally better uh, at yeah. it for some reason you're mm-hmm. just better at strategy overall than yeah. i am though like it's not even necessarily like being good at the game per se yeah. it's the strategy uh-huh. of whatever game you're playing that you're good at that's why i don't like games that don't involve strategy at all because mm then I'm terrible at it because that's how I am good at any game is I insert my strategies into it hmm. or else I, I'm terrible. That I actually mostly prefer games that don't don't have have to have strategy. Really? Yeah. That's really weird. I mean, I enjoy games that have strategy, but like a, a, an RPG in the sense of oh, like... Oh, well, that's different. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking about like... Uh, um, What's it called? Like choice of games? Like text-based? Yes. Like... Or like Civ Five in the way that I can like just play it on easy and just just make a world kind of oh, thing and not have to see, worry that's, about that. That's different. Yeah, it depends on if you're playing the uh, that's game. That's the to okay. Play the game. Then I guess that's just the, I just play the game to enjoy whatever game I'm playing rather than to beat it per se. Yeah, I play the game to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I can do both. Yeah, I, you, yeah, I'm just not good at strategy, so I don't try. I don't try to be good at strategy yeah. because I know I'm not going to. I'm going to always be going to disappoint myself so. <laughs> and everyone in my life. So. Uh, wow, I think you, you put too much pressure on yourself with video games. Uh, no, I think kidding. that's why you're terrible. All right, we have one more question from Jesse Knopp. Thank you, Jesse, for continuing to ask us lots of questions. You might actually hear Jesse on the podcast sometime soon. We sent out a facebook status on our page talking about um or asking a question of you know hey does anyone want to be on the podcast or anything like that any artists or christians you know interested in joining us um and jesse knopp as you probably if you listen to this podcast if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time you've probably heard a question of his um he might be coming on to talk us talk to us about a interesting topic i don't know what it will be yet but he definitely has a lot of cool things to say, um, so we'll definitely be able to talk to him about some stuff. Um, yeah, he asks, who would win in a fight, Samson or John the Baptist? Ooh. And he said more, but I, I'm not going to read it all off. So Basically, he was talking about, you know, John the Baptist said that, or Jesus said that John the Baptist was, like, awesome, and that he was, like, one of the cool, the, the most mighty men in terms of like spiritual faith and all that stuff. But then Samson just really, really strong. Hmm. Depends on if God has a, like if favors somebody in this life. <laughs> like if he's like, hey, you know, obviously 
since God is in charge, John the Baptist would win. But if it was just a showdown between the two, like physical strength, it, Samson would win. So, yeah. like, it depends on what the fight is. Like, if it's if it's physical, obviously Samson wins. What if it's to get the most followers of Christ? Ooh. <laughs> Except Samson did, uh, didn't know who Jesus Christ was. Yeah. Okay, but no, that's interesting. Because, whoops, I bumped the mic. That's interesting, though, because... Um, like it depend well it depends on whether or not we're talking about Christians or we're talking about followers followers of God followers of God no but like oh I just followers period yeah like either followers okay or so followers so of so God. if we give Samson if we say Samson was born around the time of when Jesus was on Earth uh-huh. and we just we assume that and then say he was a Christian and he was an evangelist like okay. John who do you think would have the most effective method method. Well, who would be most effective at spreading the gospel? John the Baptist. Probably. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you're, you're making this too simple. <laughs> I know. It's got to be like, because I'm thinking if it's if we're just talking about followers, then I think Samson would win because John the Baptist was weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, but if we're talking about followers of God, then actual Christians would go to John the Baptist and John the Baptist would win. And if we're just talking about like Christians in general... Then I think Samson would win by a hair, or maybe like a really long hair. <laughs> I see what you oh, did. Oh, I think I do see what I actually did there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, because you know he's strong, he's most definitely more physically attractive. So I feel like Samson would get more followers that way. And still, John the Baptist is a weirdo. So true that. I mean, true that he wore camel hair. Yeah, he's like you, man. Uh huh. Yeah. What? I wear <laughs> you said it. Hair? You said on the really on the the questions podcast talking about I am like John. You were like John oh, the Baptist. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I dress badly for one. Yeah. Well, I do dress badly. Yeah. I'm looking pretty attractive today, in my opinion, though. In your humble opinion. My humble opinion, of course. Not my prideful opinion. My prideful opinion is kind of dumb. Yep. Yeah. I've never been much much of a fan of your prideful opinion. Uh, me neither. It's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, it depends on the situation. But, what if uh, it was a water balloon fight? Why is that a question? To Samson. See, to see who could baptize the rest of Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, what if, what if it's, what if it's uh, who can baptize the most amount of people in the shortest time? But do, do Not they have to be? Balloons, do they have to be willing, or is it just like a line of <laughs> no? Like, <laughs> do, do they have to have like? Do they have to get the followers? No, no, and no. Then it's just a line them? of people a who are, of people. want to be baptized, huh. and who can who can do it the fastest? I, I don't know. It depends on if Samson is blind at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Same for the water. And it also fight. depends if this is the time when John the Baptist didn't have a head. <laughs> Well, that's different. He's dead I then. Don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, uh, <laughs> I think Samson and John the Baptist would be good friends as kids. Like if they grew Probably, up together, if they yeah. grew up together, they'd be bros. <laughs> well, considering I'm almost exactly like John the Baptist, and Jared's almost exactly like Samson. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh like my gosh, th- those those are not we're not exactly like them though. No. that's that's our ideal. That's your ideal version of ourselves. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, so good times. Yeah, def, def, definitely, definitely, def probs, toast def probs. So this is the end of the podcast. Um, I believe it is. You can find us at our websites. <laughs> I was expecting you to go into it. You can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian artist show and on our website at Christian artist show.com. Uh, I also have a website, Caleb where I blog about various things. Um, yeah. I mean, there's lots of stuff we do on the internet that you might be interested in. Um, my, my handle on Twitter, if you're, if you're interested is at Caleb M powers. If you want to, I, I just rant about lots of things on there. So you can check that out if you want. You know, I just realized something. Why don't you just take the, the, the piece of recording of you doing all the at underscore at show thing and just copy it into the... Because it could be interesting. It could be different every time. You know what I mean? Like okay. just there's a conversation surrounding it and what happens afterward, you know? Okay, whatever. I could do that, but I feel like it'd be boring. It would be more boring than me saying yeah, I was about it to say it's boring time. already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but it would be even more boring. Okay. Like, I wonder if anybody actually listens to the end of this podcast. I'm sure they do. We have bloopers at the end. I, I guess. But, like, what if... Because we did that from the first episode, right? Yes. So I wonder if everybody's just kind of like, and done. And they don't listen to the bloopers at the end. Well, a lot of times you're not, like, right there ready to like just exit uh, off you know I what I mean unless you're just like walking okay. around doing something in your room and listening to a that podcast or something hmm. and so you just you just, you're just too so lazy ha-ha! to turn off <laughs> so ha we win so it means we forced you to listen to and our... if you don't listen to the ending you don't hear this or get a special hashtag oh yes that's right people special hashtag we're bringing it back special hashtag what's our hashtag, hashtag special no we can do better than that hashtag Long haired. <laughs> hashtag one by a long hair. Or no, hashtag. No, that's weird. Hashtag water balloon baptism fight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's your hashtag for today. Hashtag water balloon baptism fight. You can tweet us at Christ underscore art underscore show, or you can tweet me at Caleb M. Powers. So, I mean, I would prefer if you do the actual, you know, Christian artist thing, but. If you don't really feel like it, that's fine, I guess. Just use the hashtag, water balloon baptism fight. And talk to us about, you know, what you thought of the episode, what you think of the podcast, and give us some feedback. We appreciate all that. You know, I think this is probably our longest episode yet. I don't think it is. Well, maybe with the songs it is. I think it is. We'll have to see. Hmm. When we edit it. Alright, well, call it a wrap. Wrap! This has been the Christian Audience. Thanks for tuning in and listening to our crap. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is the Christian Artist honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. We'll have to keep that in just because. Really? No. And this song, this this song, this song should uh, (laughs) (laughs) fly.